Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. So hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. Uh, my name's Pete Allison and here is Dave Cribb. Oh yeah. No. No. <laughs> Ahoy hoy. I did an accidental oh yeah on uh, Correspondence Up on the weekend if you haven't heard it and... Uh, Pete hates it, which yeah. makes me sort of want to do it more. But it makes is me weird. quite uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I'll be honest, it's not my finest. But there's something quite try. Try it, honestly. There's something quite satisfying no. about it. Try it. No, go on. no, go on. I'm literally not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get you. I get you one day. Let's make that the catchphrase, guys. When we're doing like a live show next, so you all to go to Pete and go, oh yeah, no. <laughs> Hey, uh, great start to the podcast this week. We started recording and I hadn't much record, so that was that was good. That was decent. So the good news is, if you're listening to this now, that means we have successfully recorded it this time. Uh, we're also got a bit of a uh, episode admin to do, haven't we? Right. So let's explain. Yeah. Uh, firstly, uh, this week's episode has been requested by Alex. Alex, ahoy, ahoy. And she's requested uh, the one in Barbados, which is the Sorry, season... Do you, to, uh, do you want to pronounce that correctly? Oh, Barbados. Barbados. Uh, which is the season nine finale. Now, only when we went to watch this did we realise that it's actually a double-length episode. Mm. It's a whole a whole 50 minutes. Too long for any two men to watch in one go, isn't it, Pete? So we're going to split it up. Alex, you get two weeks to shine. Well, you won't really be shining. We're just spending two weeks on your episode. Um, So we've already determined at which point, because there isn't a really obvious point, at which point in the 50 minutes we're going to talk up to, which is the end of the scene where, spoiler alert, Mike proposes to Phoebe. Yeah, exactly. And... Actually, Pete, what I think you've done is, because you sort of were like, oh, I'll just find a place and stop. But, but I think that is actually the place that they will have split the episodes. But it's quite hard to actually find that information on the internet, it turns out. If you are watching it and you're streaming it, uh, it's about I think it's about 27 minutes in. So yeah. that's how far we're going into this episode this week, and we'll do the rest next week. Monica goes, because of our meddling. And then it goes, ding 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 It's big old music, which definitely to me yeah. is the vibe of a sort of end of episode uh, sting, you know? And it is the bit that sort of knocks the Phoebe bit on the head, isn't it? So Yes, exactly, exactly. Before we get into the second half, which is it's sort of more uh, Joey and Rachel, isn't it, really? 
Well, I didn't watch. I, I literally stopped. No, I just mean from memory. No, so did I actually. Yeah. I, I, I stopped. But we, we're getting uh, sort of the ticklings of the start of the Joey and Rachel proper thing now, aren't we, in, in this first half? So you saying the ticklings of? I've literally just watched a TV programme in which that that phrase was used. Oh, yeah. And I thought, <laughs> no, thankfully that wasn't in it. And I thought, when I've just seen it on telly, that's a strange phrase. And then you've just gone and used it within about 20 minutes. <laughs> what context did they use? It was, I was watching a, I was watching, have you seen Unforgotten? No. It's like a, a an ITV crime drama. It's very right. good. He, they were, they sort of got a clue to something and he was like, well, that's, it's, there's the tickling of something there. It's a more common phrase than you thought, eh? To be honest, when yeah. I was saying it, I thought, this isn't the phrase I wanted as well. <laughs> well, it worked. Yeah, well, there you go. So there you go. God, we're coining new catchphrases all over the place, mate, aren't we? Shall we have a tickling of this week's request? A tickling of the request uh, from Alex, as Pete's already said. I'll tell you what, an unusual request method this week, Pete. Uh, from memory, it was, was it via Instagram story? On her Instagram story, which I'm quite into. Yeah. So it's just a story. So it's, we, had to, we had to catch it within 24 hours and uh, fair play to us that we did. I say us, you definitely did it. Yeah. Uh, she said on her Instagram story, to the mega FWF pod, I have to confess my least favourite episode is the one where no one's ready. We're not going to get on, are we? Uh, but I adore Monica and I don't like Mike. He just doesn't fit in and feels crammed in. Team David. I presume there's a picture behind this story, Pete, that sort of makes this, that jump make sense. Do you know what I mean? I'll be honest, mate. Can't remember. Can't remember, yeah. <laughs> I would love you to do the one in Barbados, mainly for Monica's hair and the ping pong. Okay, well, the ping pong isn't even this week, so that's next week. But we can we can do a bit of Monica's hair. That's a sort of tiny subplot of a uh, of the first half of the Barbados episode. It's worth saying that Alex then panicked this week when she knew that we were going to start talking about the one in Barbados that she'd chosen a really bad episode, didn't she? Well, it's because we slightly were a bit like, uh. oh, were we? Oh, I didn't remember being. Uh. I think we're a bit like, uh, we've got that one, have we? Oh really? Oh no! I quite, there was a I touch of that. There was a touch of it. Oh, sorry, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't realise we'd given off that. that I, th- I think that's what sparked Alex's panic. Oh, uh, is it? Oh, uh, well, that's bad news. Because I think she that. said her other half um, also questioned why did you choose that one? Right. But yeah, then, yeah. with retrospect, we now understand that it's because you know she wasn't keen on Mike, and that makes a lot of sense. Well, it doesn't make a lot of sense that you don't like Mike because Mike's great. Yeah, there is, a, there is a lot to be said about the sort of Phoebe, David, Mike. Trilogy, trilogy, no trio, triangle, triangle. There it is triangle. Yeah, yes. a tri word. Um, but we, we will get on to that shortly. Here is the synopsis of part one. Part one's production code P one seven five two seven three. Synopsis goes as follows: The gang goes to Barbados for Ross's conference. David, brackets Phoebe, scientist guy. We know David is Wikipedia. Almost proposes to her. But her ex-boyfriend, Mike, proposes first. Ross and Charlie find they have a lot in common. Rachel and Joey start to grow closer and Monica's hair reacts to the humidity. <laughs> <laughs> I like that that gets its own section. Yeah, I did start in my notes a, 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 a section about Monica's hair then realised it was just about three references. So it yeah. didn't deserve its own segment, as it were. But we've got sort of so the three plots in this first half are sort of the ticklings of the aforementioned ticklings of Rachel and Joey. Should we start with that and then get on to sort of Phoebe and David and the sort of Joey Ross Charlie thing? 
Yeah, it's, it's a hard one because Joey's sort of involved in two bits of it, isn't it? Yes, yes. And it's another one. Like we had, was it last week or the week before where Chandler's not really involved in any of them, but sort of dips in and out of them all. And a, and a really, it's a really good Chandler episode, this. But the Rachel and Joey thing is basically the start of the, the thing we were talking about last week's episode, wasn't it? The Ross, one Ross's tan. It starts, they get to Barbados, don't they? And Rachel's like, oh, I'm all sad. I'm not, not getting anyone to share this romantic the hotel in the rain with it's not yeah. that romantic is it it also it's it's a bit of an odd hotel isn't it it's a bit it feels like an odd set they're all sort of in one place in one set yes yeah yeah yeah. well this is the th- the whole thing about the barbados episode unlike say the london one or the or the vegas one um is that is that they haven't actually gone to oh they didn't get to vegas either did they no they just don't go anywhere really do they it's very obvious. Uh, there's that point, isn't there, where Ross draws back the curtains to show the rain, and it it almost looks like someone's just holding a watering can outside. <laughs> yeah, someone's put up a big picture of a beach, and yeah. then yeah, <laughs> literally doing a, a power hose from the top of the window, aren't they? But yeah, it's uh, it's I, I, I'd have been livid if I was them. They're like the season finale, guys. The one in Barbados. I'd have been like, hell yes, here we go. Where are we filming this? Oh, just the same place next to Central Perk. Cool, cool, cool. So the Rachel and Joey part of this first half, though, is, isn't is actually very extensive, is it? They sort of just start to spend a bit of time together because Ross and Charlie have to work on Ross's speech, which gets wiped by Anna Kornikova. More on that later. Well, there's that bit, isn't there, where Joey keeps patting Rachel's boob when he puts that sticker <laughs> yeah. on it. And we're, we're led to believe that within this episode, there's sort of enough sexual chemistry for them to get with each other, when actually all it is, is Joey tapping an adhesive sticker on Rachel's boob. <laughs> I mean, it's weird in itself that he's just doing that. He goes back in for for, for more, as it were. But yeah, there's, it doesn't scream chemistry, does it, at this stage? No, absolutely not. But the bit, I guess, where Joey is sort of teasing Rachel about, ooh, you like someone, you like someone, tell me who, you do get a little sense of a little something, something there in fairness to them, you know? I think that's about the most sort of believable it's been. But what I think they do set up quite well is the fact that, like, you you get the sense that Joey and Rachel are the same, you know, because Ross and Charlie are the same, and you do get the sense that the, these two are just like, bollocks of this boring stuff, we're off to have fun. Yeah, they're off to go get a few drinks and stuff, aren't they? And they're excluded from those conversations between Charlie and Ross about the science of it all. Yeah, and they don't care either, do they? They're both bored by it and they want to leave and, you know, crash a pharmaceutical convention. There is a really good example of Joey's regression to just being a child towards the end of the, uh, well, towards the end of Friends. Because there's that bit where he he planned on taking a child's spade to the beach to dig. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he can't go. And when he can't go, he literally sits on the edge of the bed and sulks. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he's a grown-up. You know, his girlfriend's there, his, his mate's there working at this conference, and he literally has a fucking face like a slapped ass, sits on the edge of the bed and properly sulks that he can't dig a big hole. Poor Joey. I know. The only other thing of note I would like to say is that Rachel puts on a fake name that says Kate Miller on her badge. You know, the, the badge that you talked about Joey patting down. And Kate Miller was the name of Kate, the actor that, that Joey dated. In the, I thought that name 80s. felt a bit yeah. familiar. Yeah, I don't know if that's a deliberate sort of nod back or they just forgot that there was a character called Kate Miller in Friends when yeah, they were probably. writing this and just sort of picked a name out. But yeah. Or maybe... A whole other backstory, Pete, and Kate Miller, the actor, 
has retrained as a pharmacist. And she's there. And yeah. she's at the pharmaceutical conference. I think that's probably the most likely, actually, of, of all the scenarios, don't you? Also, Barbados is a long way to go for a conference. Well, it, not only is it a long way to go for a conference, they, they, yeah, they reference the five-hour flight. I don't know how accurate that is because Friends isn't necessarily good at sort of travel accuracy. But we'll come on to it in a minute. This is a bloody way to go, for, long way to go for a conference. Also, a really long way for Mike to just hop on a plane and go, isn't it? Yes, and yet still make it in time for, for the proposal. Yeah, with no luggage, seemingly. Yeah. <laughs> Just wanders in. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a minute. Should we sign off on the Joey and Rachel thing for the time being? Yeah, I think there's more of that next week, isn't there? Yeah. Bye now. I'm not sure why I said bye. <laughs> weird, still isn't it? <laughs> bye, still here. Just bye for about three seconds while we play the little bit of music. Um... What do you want to do next then? Uh, VB and David or sort of the Ross Charlie speech thing? Um, let's do the Ross Charlie bit. Yeah, okay. Because this is sort of the crux of the whole episode, isn't it? But I mean, A, the crux is that they're off to a paleontology conference. Well, right at the start, Joey talks about travelling with Charlie on the plane, right? Bit of a weird line, isn't it? He makes some sort of comment about covering themselves with a blanket and then doing what comes naturally, right? Yeah. Is he is he intending to get wanked off under a blanket? <laughs> is that what he's sort of suggesting? I can only assume, yeah. Like, it's... You can't have, like, full sex under a blanket on a plane, can you? So I think it is just put the blanket on and, you know, have a fumble. A wank blanket. A wank it. <laughs> a wank it. Oh, oh, new idea for merch. <laughs> A whoop wank it. Ah, you could embroider those. (laughs) On the back it'll say, oh yeah. No, (laughs) no. But yeah, it's such a weird line, isn't it? They're just like, hey guys, we're off to a paleontology convention and Joey's basically like, cool, let's go get wanked off. (laughs) Oh, we go. Very odd. Uh, I really enjoy Rachel's line. There's some really funny lines in this for sort of this late Friends era. But when Ross is saying, oh, I swung you all these passes and... You know, they'll get you into all of the paleontology events. And Rachel just goes, do you have anything that will get us out of them? Yeah, that is good. I also like that when it cuts between New York to Barbados, the way that they sort of signify that you've moved is by doing the music between scenes on steel drums. It's like, how do we, how do we show that we've moved location? Yeah. Get a steel drum involved. Yeah, it's guys, it's a TV show. I think we'd have clocked it from the fact they were in a different place and in a hotel yeah. clearly in Bar- well clearly not in Barbados but clearly implied to be you know uh, so they arrive at this big hotel and Joey sort of gets all I think it's a bit like when Joey's in London and he's a bit homesick and confused by everything isn't it but he's, he's all of a fluster because no one recognises him they all think Ross is a celebrity it's all it's all backwards basically like he says another great line is you don't own a TV what's all your furniture pointed at I say that remarkably often well, well actually I, only when I meet people that don't know have TVs I assume that in that situation, you point the furniture sort of at each other. You sort of point the the seating at each other so you have a conversation. Yeah, I imagine it would be some sort of sort of thing in the room, like maybe a fireplace or just some sort of feature element, you know, yeah. that everything's sort of gathered round, maybe. Um, but, I mean, when was genuinely the last time you went to a house that didn't have a television? Like, possibly never. No. Weirdly, I think I did fairly recently, and I can't remember it. It's not a great story, is it? These days... <laughs> Well, you've got a laptop, haven't you? And that's basically a telly. Right, yeah, yeah. Someone I know. Who has it? Alice Levine doesn't have a TV. Alice Levine doesn't have a TV, does she not? That's a weird reference, isn't it? That I'll probably cut out, but I've, I've heard her talk about it on my dad right reporting. Well, leave it in, mate. That's the, she's the perfect example. Yeah. 
Alice Levine off of My Dad Wrote a Porno. <laughs> I don't. I think she doesn't have a TV. It, it would be very in keeping with her sort of, sort of her vibe. Victorian it? character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't watch the television. I listen to the wireless of an evening with a cup of Ovaltine. <laughs> also, one of those sort of slightly weird, completely not relevant to the plot line at all. Little friends jokes where Joey sort of goes, "Oh, you might recognise me from the days of our lives," and Ross sort of just goes, "There's no that." It's just yeah. such a weird, like, what a weird idea for a joke to have had in the room. Do you know what I mean? In the writers' room, but they just chuck yeah. it in, and it's very funny. Like, it very much tickled me. What didn't tickle me, and I'll be honest, confused me a lot, was the whole scene about a thong. Yeah, because I thought it was Australians who called flip flops thongs. Yes, a that. B, why would, yeah, I mean, maybe they do call them thongs in America, but why, what does he mean when he says thong? Does he mean like maybe like a, a, a swimsuit thong? He means like underwear, or under- he? Yeah, I know, but she walks in like dressed for the day, you know, and he goes, oh, uh, I thought you were going to yeah. wear a thong. Like, oh, like- then he must mean a swimsuit one. Yeah, is he sort of expecting her to just wander around in some underwear in <laughs> the middle of the day? In the- Doesn't she walk into the hotel room? Uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. She walks into the room. He's like, I thought you were going to wear a thong. Like, what? I don't, I just genuinely don't understand what he's Maybe getting. Maybe I will, her. Joey, but not in a public hallway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then she says, we can have dinner later on. And Joey's retort is, will you wear a thong? Just Yes. Why is he suddenly is obsessed a... with thongs? There's an episode where he wears women's underwear, isn't there? Yes, there is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he really enjoys it, actually. It's a, it's a, a good classic... Uh, Example of Joey being quite progressive and just comfortable in his own skin, isn't it? But this is around the time he's talking about digging a big hole as well. It's just a, a, what's a weird vibe that whole scene is. Like, oh, yeah. I want to wear, dig a big hole with my child's spade. Also, where's your thong? Weird. <laughs> it's really odd. Um, and then we get the <laughs> classic friends alarm for the strange tech-based storyline. I mean, it's, it's. I think it's less than five seconds. Yeah. Chandler manages to allow a virus to remove Ross's entire hard drive. <laughs> like I can remember the quite intense fear of of allowing a virus in yes. on your computer at that period in modern history. Yeah, but I don't think it's a five seconds thing. I think it's a sort of there was a bit of a, of of doom, wasn't there, when you sort of would watch on as it did something and everything disappeared? I'm pretty sure nothing ever completely disappeared as well. Like that. It just did, didn't it just, like, <laughs> fuck stuff up a bit? Like, it, it, nobody, I don't know, maybe I'll be, maybe I'm wrong and people have had this experience, but I'm pretty sure that it didn't just, you didn't just click an email and your entire computer basically exploded. You know that gif of that old person who drags my computer into the waste paper yeah. thing on the computer and then the actual computer disappears. Yeah. It feels a bit like Chandler does that. Yeah, exactly. Like the actual laptop's gone. <laughs> the whole thing's just disappeared <laughs> in the space of half a second. Actually someone on a, one of the on the writing about this did a little computer-based fact and said in 2003 an average computer hard drive was approximately 20 to 30 gigabytes. I mean that is hilarious, isn't it now? But even if the laptop only had half of that, there's no way it could have been erased in the time it takes Chandler to open an email. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a real odd, like, we don't really understand computers yeah. reference, isn't it? But maybe at this point, nobody really did. He should have saved a backup copy on a floppy disk. <laughs> exactly, get it on your floppy disk. Fax it to yourself. Floppy disks were still on at this point, weren't they? Floppy disks were very much still on, mate. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of... This whole scene is... I'd say the whole rest of the episode pretty much could stand now in 2021, right? 
But this whole scene between the virus, like computer viruses, wiping a hard drive, there is a floppy disk in the next half of the episode, isn't there? And then the (laughs) references to Anna Kornikova really dates this bit. By the way, can we just have a moment for the fact that floppy disks are called floppy disks? It's just like, what should we call it? Well, it's it's a bit floppy. You should just, you should just call it that. Yeah, fine. <laughs> and then the new smaller floppy disks weren't even floppy. Yeah. They were exactly. the opposite of floppy. The floppersit. Stiff disk. Stiff disk. And even before Chandler wipes it, it's such a weird vibe. And this did remind me of being a kid and wanting to go on a computer and having to ask permission for, to go on a computer. But yeah. Chandler's like really sheepish about wanting to check his emails. We used to have a, um, we asked, me and my sister used to have like a rotor each evening. Did you? Where there'd be like a half hour window where we were allowed to play on the computer. What were you playing? Um, I can remember a game called So You Want to Be a Pop Star. Where you like that is, that is exactly the sort of game I would imagine you play. You assembled um, like a pop group, and then they they always went to number one, which was a nice ending. <laughs> um, and what else did we play? Was it like sort of Championship Manager, but for a pop band? Yeah, and we also had a game of Cluedo, which was actually really scary because it sort of there it would sort of there'd be flashes of lightning and people would get bludgeoned around the head and it was actually quite frightening. Oh yeah, I do vaguely remember that actually. Um ah, memories. There you go, memories of the old computer Why, what were you playing? Uh a lot of championship manager and uh Monkey Island. Do you remember Monkey Island? <laughs> no, what was Monkey Island? <laughs> the Curse of Monkey Island. The, the Curse of Monkey one Island. One of the greatest games. Why was Monkey Island cursed? Uh it was a whole thing, mate. It was a whole pirate based thing and you had to go around and solve puzzles and that. It's great. Oh. Uh, go and have a look at it, mate. You can still get it on the iPad. I think I, I bought it in sort of a nostalgia trip a couple of years ago, but I haven't played it. Also, Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh, a lot of that. And Theme Hospital and Theme Park yeah. and all those ones. Yes, yeah, please. Uh, where were we? Oh, yeah. Weird computer storylines. Exactly. But yeah, when Chandler sort of comes in and he's uh, he's like, oh, can I can I read your speech on your computer? And I was like, if you want to check your emails. Like... As if he's going to, if he's doing something really weird and outrageous, he's just checking his emails. Yeah, there's no shame in that. No, until he opens the Anna Kornikova one. Well, true. But yeah, yeah, again, sort of strange dated references. Uh, but then the speech has gone, unbelievably. Ross hasn't printed out a hard copy or put one on a floppy disk. Uh, so Charlie basically offers to help him recreate it because Ross has just read it out to her. And Ross and Charlie do make a lot of sense as a couple, bonding over their previously gay partners it's it mm. there's there's quite a clear connection between them both which i know it's it's trying to highlight isn't it because the, it's trying to make you see why they're yeah. a better fit for each other but even beyond the point they get to when charlie goes back to her ex you know it yeah. feels like they could have been a thing could have been a good thing those guys joey is a really nice moment of, of joey being a good friend again as well isn't there when sort of Charlie says, oh, I'd help you, but I'm supposed to be having dinner with Joey. And Joey, like, doesn't bat an eyelid and just goes, oh, no, of course, no, don't do that. Go and help Ross do his thing, you know? He's um, he's just he's just a good friend, Joey Tribbiani, isn't he? He is. A good egg, I'd say, you know, JT. Um, when they do finish the speech, though, Ross sits on the bed and says, thank you. And he sits... So, so they have a moment, right, when their faces are quite close. But why are they that close? Why is he sitting that creepily close to her on the bed to say thank you for the speech? He just sort of sits down and goes, oh, thank you. But it's it, like it's uncomfortably close. Sexual tension, Dave. It's sexual tension. I know, but the sexual tension only arises because he's chosen to sit in a bizarrely close proximity to her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, true. 
But there you go. And that's that's sort of where we leave this bit of the storyline. They successfully recreate Ross's speech, don't they? Um, and then Rachel and Joey come back and they sort of both, they both peel off and Ross and Rachel are both looking sad as Joey and Charlie go to go to dinner. Do a little sigh, don't they? A matching yeah, sigh. a little matching sigh. It's a strange era of Friends, isn't it? With Ross and Rachel both pining after somebody else. And It really is, yeah. Um, but there you go. The only other line of note in that storyline for me, which I very much enjoyed, is when Rachel A goes, this happens all the time at my work. To my computer, as in, like, we wipe the hard drives all the time. It's like, come on, lads, be a bit better. Uh, but then she says, <laughs> when they says, what do you do? She goes, oh, I just usually go and play Tetris on someone else's computer. <laughs> yeah. Lovely references to Anna Kornikova and Tetris to take us into the advertorial break, Peter. It's an S-Pod thing. The podcast revisiting S Club 7's insane TV show. Yeah, I can't imagine anyone's binge watch this, anyone who's not on drugs. <laughs> Thank you for bringing this into my life. Uh, it was honestly <laughs> truly appalling. Guests helped me analyse the show in more detail than anyone ever asked for. It feels weird to me to say the phrase sex object in a show that <laughs> was aimed at six-year-olds. Do you think Do you think one of the problems with this show is that seven is too much? It's an S Pod thing from Great Big Owl. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Oh, David, David, David. Poor old David. He's quite hard done by, isn't he? He is quite hard done by, and in two ways. One, just the way it all pans out for him. But B, they're clearly positioning David at the moment to be 
almost just a bit of a weirdo. Do you know what I mean? Like when Phoebe and David were first together, it was proper electric and there was this excitement and she was really in love with him, wasn't she? And he had to leave to go to Minsk and blah, blah, blah. But there was a proper like, we could be soulmates, even though it's weird and we don't seem to fit on paper vibe. But now they've obviously decided they need to get Mike back in with Phoebe. And to do that, they just seem to be like, right, let's make David a bit of a creepy weirdo. He's so polite, isn't he? Because there's that whole bit a little bit later in where he sort of lets Mike have his seat because he says, oh, well, that's fair. You had a long trip. Yeah. And he gets up and moves. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He is really funny in this, David, but he's he's very hard done by. And it's almost like, I wouldn't say, it's not socially awkward, but he's the, he's such like a gent, so polite that he in the end kind of does himself a disservice by not holding his ground a bit more. Yes, well, exactly. And it's a very neat and quick way of getting rid of... You know, he, he's out of there so quickly, isn't he? Like, yeah. in terms of what he had planned for that evening, he's like, I'm going to propose to Phoebe. She's probably going to say yes. And to go from that to him literally leaving the hotel and flying home to New York uh, within the space of about two and a half minutes when Mike arrives is like... So real, bugger off, David. You are no longer required in this in this group of friends. And also, Phoebe doesn't really say bye to him. It's just no. She just is so infatuated with the moment she's having with Mike, yeah. which isn't even a proposal in the end. It's just a let's get back together. Yeah. Um, that off David goes <laughs> into the sunset. He just sort of wanders off, doesn't he? Like, yeah, exactly. Just like he's like nipping to the loo or something. But it's like, no, nope, that's it. That's literally the last time we ever see you. Also, David does attempt to propose within seconds of sitting down for dinner. Yeah, his proposal technique. Well, this whole thing. I mean, he is, like you say, quite. He's become quite socially awkward. He's being peddled to be a bit of an oddball, but his whole proposal technique is mad and ineffective, isn't it? It's not very romantic. No, it's very unromantic, isn't it? They're just having dinner next to Monica and Chandler. It's like he might as well just be saying, like, "What do you want to do in the morning? Where should we? You know, where should we visit?" Yeah. He just goes, oh, when you marry me? Type. It's basically that. I mean, I know he doesn't get to the proposal, but he does have loads of great lines there. Like Hank Azaria, despite David becoming this slight, slight oddball, he, the way he delivers, like, you know, like that line you said about, oh, that's fair, you've had a long trip, but all just the little bits where Mike proposes and he's doing the little interjections and then Phoebe says no and David leans in and goes, mm, haha. And uh, all those bits. And, well, I'm going to take off. It's like he's he delivers those lines so well. They're very, very funny. But this sort of goes back to what we said about Joey and Rachel last week, about how the fact they just don't have any spark. And they do. They've just they've beaten out any sense of chemistry from Phoebe and David, haven't they, by now? Yeah, it's all gone because he's so sort of... Well, the fact he's turning to Chandler for advice throughout this isn't the best look, is it, for, for him? No, I mean, what's, this is the second episode in a row where people are going to Chandler for relationship advice. He's so wise. He's such a he is pretty wisdomous. Um yeah, terrible, terrible decision. So this all starts, doesn't it, before they get to Barbados when Phoebe accidentally says, Should Mike and I meet you there? Or should we share a cab to the airport? And that all those little interactions are so funny because she Lisa Kudrow plays it so well with her like, Who's oh my god, who's Mike? And David says, Your is your ex boyfriend. And she goes, Oh my god, I totally forgot about him and all those little bits are, are really funny. Um did you know that David only appears in five episodes of Friends? Uh, I probably would have guessed about that. He's yeah, like many it just feels like, well, he's in five. Yeah, it just feels like a, bit, a few more to me. It feels like quite a quite a big parter, but yeah, only five, Well, he's sort of held in, whenever he does appear, it's very, oh my God, love of Phoebe's life, isn't it? So yes. He, he, he's made to feel like top of the pile until this bit where Mike's involved. Yeah, totally. Goes right, you know, right the other end. But like Alex, Alex who requested this episode, is like, she's Team David. She's not really into Mike. 
I like Mike. Oh, I like Mike. I think I think Mike's a good addition, and I think we've talked about this before. But Paul Rudd does incredibly well to sort of become the seventh Beatle, as it were. You know? Yeah. Um, in in, in that last season, particularly. But uh, yeah, but we did we we did all like David in the past, and I think we've all forgotten that. Yeah, fair. A lot of strange references to Monica's hair during this bit, aren't there? I did like when she says to Phoebe, I need to talk to you. And Phoebe replies, are you leaving the Supremes? (laughs) And then she makes a reference to a character called Roseanne Rosanna Dana. No idea. No, yeah. It's a a character from SNL in the 70s, apparently, who had big hair. (laughs) The end. I like when uh, Monica's on the phone and says, I can't hear through all this damn hair. Yeah. That's not a thing. Yeah. Also, her hair is, like, not that remarkable her hair is. Do you know what I mean? Like, no. when Mike arrives, he goes, Chandler, Monica, oh, my God. As if she's, like, she looks preposterous, but she just looks like she's got frizzy hair. It's not really a out-of-the-ordinary look, is it? Of course, Monica's hair... Is it in the second half of this episode where she gets it braided? Yes, it will be. Or, no, or no, no, that might be the first episode of the next That's what I was thinking. The next but, season. So we've got that cultural appropriation to look forward to yes i think we might just skip past that in the second half of this episode i think that's when they go back to new york isn't it right fine for another day yes leave that for another time uh so yeah monica calls mike starts the meddling i mean to be fair to monica she does say to mike why don't you give phoebe a call here's where she is in the hotel and then mike's like do you know what bollocks of that i'm gonna get on a five-hour flight like and i'll be there by dinner like what a preposterous decision from uh from old mike hannigan that was it is an odd one. Um, but yeah, uh, and that's the end of David, isn't it? That's a wrap on David. He's like, we never see him again. I think he's brilliant. There's a few. I've written so many of his little lines down that he does so well, where uh, he's talking about the ring. And he's like, being a failed scientist doesn't pay as well as you think. And then he's sort of explaining the ring to Chandler. Like, it's it's one seventieth of a carat, and the clarity is quite poor. And <laughs> the way he delivers all those lines are so nice. He's so good. Uh, so yeah, sayonara, Dave. You're gone. We all know, of course, where this episode is heading, but we'll have to save that for next week. We shall, indeed. Now, I've got a question about the quiz. Yeah, I I think we're going to have to answer a couple of questions from the quiz and then stop. I'll tell you what, I'll look ahead this week, Dave. Fine, okay. I'll play the the music and then we'll, we'll battle the quiz as we go. And I can now reveal that you will face three of Amy's five questions. Okay. Okay. We're potentially doing a quiz for an episode neither of us have watched, (laughs) but let's see how this goes. Question one, what's the name of the man who is a big fan of Ross? He's called Jarvis, but I don't think that's in the first half. I think that's the second half, right? Right, well, there you go. (laughs) He is called Jarvis. Oh, there you go. We can test our actual knowledge just having not watched it. Uh, What is the first topic to be covered in Ross's speech? I just remember him talking about Pangea, hello, and all those bits, but I can't remember the first topic now. What is it? It's the shortcomings of carbon dating. Mm. Carbon dating? No. This one's definitely in this first half. Yep. Which paleontology celebrity does Ross spot? Kenneth Schwartz. Give him his title. Dr. Kenneth Schwartz. Correct. I remember that because I googled him to see if he was real. 
Uh, question four is definitely not in this bit, and question five, no, that's definitely emphasis in the second, second bit. Half. So yeah, great. Done. Half a quiz, good half a quiz, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, why don't you ask what episode we're doing next week? Hey Pete, what episode are we doing next week? We're doing the uh, from the twenty seventh minute onwards <laughs> of the one in Barbados. <laughs> the one in Barbados. Part two, another week of shining in the sun for Alex. Shining in the sun? In the spotlight, that's what I meant. Uh, And we will leave you with, uh, this is one of my favourite little snippets from the first episode we've just watched uh, that I forgot to mention earlier, but (laughs) Monica comes in to Chandler and says, I hope you're happy. And he just replies, oh, I hope you're happy too, honey. (laughs) And it's great. Really, really good. I should bring that into everyday life. Uh, That's all, isn't it, Pete? Uh, I think think that's all. That is two dinners more. Uh, See you next week. Uh, yeah, see you then. Yeah, all right then. Bye. GreatBigOwl.com Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.